I've been absolutely amazed by the guests that have come on this show, the value that they've shared, by the way, for free, uh, that's actually super helpful and that I find myself remembering even years later. For example, you know, I might be... Hey y'all, it's Parker with Upbeat. Welcome, I've got something really exciting for you today on this one. Uh, if you are listening the day of the release, then that means yesterday was the official five-year anniversary of Upbeat. So five years ago, I hit publish on my very first ever podcast episode, which is crazy to think that it's been that long. Uh, and during that time, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons, but today I wanted to share with you kind of a top five most important lessons I've learned, or at least the top five that have been on my mind lately as I've been reflecting on this. And I think these things are going to help you too, especially if you've been wanting to start your own podcast or if you've got one and you're trying to improve it. But also, I think a lot of this is going to be relevant for whatever it is you're working on. Okay, number one, and by the way, these are not in any particular order of importance or anything, they're just the order that it came to mind. Uh, but number one is people and the importance of having and creating genuine connections with people, people in your circle, new people you're networking with, right? But I would say specifically your listeners and your audience, but most importantly, most importantly, your guests. And I'm going to share some transparent thoughts here about guests. If you've got a podcast where the format includes, you know, inviting people on your show to share their stories and about their businesses, then it's really common for you to run into a lot of what I call surface level preneurs, where it's not about you or your audience or adding value. Those are people that just want to get on your show and promote their stuff like crazy. Their books, their courses, their coaching calls, whatever it is, you kind of have to sift through the noise a little bit and find the genuine people. Find the people that, you know, I like to ask myself, when connecting with someone, if I reach out to them in a couple months or a year from now, are they going to have my back? If they reach out to me, am I going to have their back? Are we going to stay connected? Are we going to help each other? Are we going to add value to each other's audiences, right? These are the things that I'm asking myself when I connect with new people. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that would love to just come on the show and promote all of their stuff and then never talk to me again. And if you're the host, never talk to you again. And they don't care about adding value to your to the audience. They don't care about being genuine or having these deeper relationships. They just want the free exposure and they just want to promote themselves. So you kind of have to sift through the noise a little bit and find real genuine people who you are actually connecting with and who you know are gonna bring real value to your audience. And I wanna share a quick story of a time where I was pretty surprised by a guest too, and that's David Meltzer. And the reason he's coming to mind is he's a bigger name uh, that I was really excited to have on this show, but I never met him in person first. I was kind of taking a risk in the sense of like, you know, I don't have that genuine connection with him yet. Am I compromising my values and my standard for this show uh, to just take a risk with him, you know, because he's a bigger name, but I don't actually know him yet. And the reason I say I was surprised is because it was the episode where we built that genuine connection. And that is another cool part of having a podcast is sometimes you might not know somebody 
and they might just have that credibility where you're like, okay, I can trust them. I can bring them on the show. And then it's on the show that you're having your first conversations with them that you end up building that rapport and creating that strong relationship. And David Meltzer, you know, he's someone who, because he's a bigger name, people might think, oh, it's just to promote his books or whatever, and then never talk to you again. But that has not been the case with David Meltzer. Uh, he and I first connected over three years ago, and we've stayed connected on LinkedIn and stuff. I've been a part of some of his groups. He's joined anything that I've created for Upbeat. I haven't really voiced this on podcasts before, but he actually introduced me to a lot of other people. And as he and I were talking on the first episode uh, that I had with him, he told me at the end, he's like, I'm going to introduce you to so many people. We're going to get more people on your show. We're going to get more connections for you. How does that sound? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. You know, what can I do for you? <laughs> and I ended up doing some beatboxing stuff for him, but that was a real genuine connection that I was surprised by and super happy about. And then he came on, a sh on the show again, just a couple weeks ago. So genuine connections are important and it might be sifting through people before you have them on the show to make sure that you know you've got a relationship with them and you know that they're going to be a good fit for your audience. But also sometimes it might be about taking that risk and forming the connection with them on the show. Either way, it should be a focus to have good, genuine people and to not just have uh, a surface level preneur, like I said, where it's just about me, 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 promote all my stuff for me thanks, never going to talk to you again. <laughs> like that is not as fun. You know, it's better to be building something legit and authentic. So anyway, that's number one. Uh, number two, improving and developing various skill sets. So when I first started Upbeat, <laughs> y'all, you should have seen how absolutely terrified I was behind the scenes to release my first episode. That's scary when you're not used to, you know, being yourself, talking on a microphone and then releasing it for everyone to see or listen to. That's really, really scary. And so over five years of being on the microphone, I feel like I've gotten a little bit more confident with that. And also uh, cameras, videos, making upbeat a video podcast. I ended up waiting two years before I ever did that because I was scared of the camera. I didn't want to have a camera and record myself visually and put out videos for the podcast. That was a whole added layer of stress and something that I was very scared of doing. So I still don't feel like I'm as comfortable on the mic and in front of the camera as I think I can be, and I'm still working and still improving. But I think when you compare my right now to my day one of those things, it's vastly different and I do feel a lot more comfortable than what I first started with. <laughs> so um, over, time, over time doing that, you know, you get more comfortable with the equipment. I've learned how to use the equipment. Also the editing process, you know, I've learned these editing softwares it used to take me a long time to edit an episode. And that was for two reasons. One, I was my harshest critic and I didn't like the way I sounded. So I heard that and was like, oh my gosh, there's so much here to fix, right? Um, and I didn't know the softwares as well. Now I'm a lot less harsh of, of my own critic. I've learned to be able to listen to that better and not like hate how I sound. And I've gotten a lot faster and a lot better at the editing, which if you are worried about the editing right now and you haven't started a podcast, don't worry about it because <laughs> there are so many new things, new technologies, new softwares, new AI features. 
you know, so many people like myself who edit podcasts for other people. There are so many options out there available to where you don't even personally have to deal with the editing in order to still crank out something awesome for your audience and for your podcast. So don't let that hold you back. But another skill set I wanted to mention here is communication. I've become a better communicator in my real life. I've learned how to listen to people better. I've learned how to ask better, more insightful questions and get deeper with people. Like I said earlier with the whole surface level preneur, right? Like that's not just for entrepreneurs. People in general these days are very surface level with each other. And it's almost weird talking to people in person. But being that I've had this podcast for five years, I feel like I've learned how to better like network with people have real genuine conversations with people. I've gotten better at selecting the important parts of people's stories too and like the way that they answer my questions and stuff and being able to either ask them about those things to create a deeper conversation or just, you know, stash it away for myself and use that when I need it later. Like when I need advice later in my life, I will remember what that person said. And that leads me to number three, which is the lessons I've learned from guests on the show. It is seriously like having a bunch of mentors. I've been absolutely amazed by the guests that have come on this show, the value that they've shared, by the way, for free, uh, that's actually super helpful and that I find myself remembering even years later. For example, you know, I might be going through something in my life, something challenging, and then remember something I learned from like Daryl Stinson three years ago on my podcast, or even just the other day, I was thinking too much about something and I found that I was uh, thinking too many negative things and like self-hate, self, like negative self-talk, that kind of stuff. And I find I found myself remembering over three years ago, a podcast conversation that I had with Jeff Meyer about the differences between our brains and our hearts and the way they work together. And anyway, it was this whole thing, but I was able to navigate that situation better. And I feel overall like I'm able to navigate a lot of situations better in my life because I have these lessons that I've learned from the amazing guests that have been on this show. And by the way, kind of a bonus lesson here that goes along with this one, I think, is that all of these amazing conversations and lessons learned are recorded. <laughs> I have an archive of them for myself, for all of you, because they're all out there on these episodes, right? But it creates this opportunity for evergreen content and never-ending ideas for content, for YouTube videos, blogs, social media posts, whatever it is you want, you name it. You're building an archive of meaningful content that you'll have forever. And I absolutely love that. And number four is knowing that even if you don't have a big audience, you never truly know how your content is going to impact someone. You don't know the reach it's going to have. You don't know the person it's going to touch or impact. But one thing is for sure, if you don't put anything out there, there's going to be no impact. So the truth is, just being real with you, I've been discouraged on numerous occasions about the audience size of Upbeat. And I've felt, you know, it's not big enough. Why do I do this? And then I'm reminded of the, the messages, the random messages I get from people about how a certain episode helped them through something hard. It just reminds me, you never know who your content is going to reach. And when you put something out there on the internet, you don't know if it's going to get one like or a million likes. You don't know what's going to happen. It's the wild, wild west internet, right? And I've experienced both. 
I've literally put out posts that have gotten zero likes and I have put out posts that have gotten millions of views. So you just don't know sometimes what's going to happen. But again, one thing is for sure, if you don't post anything, if you're not building anything, then there's going to be like an absolute no impact versus a potential impact. So you might as well. And just sheer vulnerability here. I know Upbeat isn't perfect and it's definitely not where I would like it to be. I have such a bigger vision for it and so many more goals, but I also know that it's helped people where it's at right now. Good things have come from this podcast. I'm hoping to grow this thing even bigger, but my point with this lesson is no matter how big your audience is, you don't know the real impact that it has. So keep putting stuff out there. And that goes well with what number five is. Number five is that I've learned the importance of having a niche and building a strong community. A big reason why I feel like Upbeat is not growing even bigger is because while I've tried making it specifically for creators and entrepreneurs, it's still a very broad topic of positivity and helping everyone, right? So during this time, the last five years doing the podcast, I've learned that having a niche and building a strong community is incredibly important for growth and for the success of a podcast and the options to monetize a podcast and to make it your full-time thing. And so that's going to be a focus of mine moving forward. And, you know, stay tuned. There might be big changes that happen in 2024 with Upbeat, but I don't think I could have ever started out that way. I've had to do the reps and learn about this. Okay, so I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I would have a bonus lesson here for you. So here it is, the sixth and final and bonus lesson here is that uh, having a podcast, for whatever reason, gives you an enormous amount of credibility. It does. Whether or not you consider your work to be a success, when you tell people that you've got a podcast that you post to every week, you immediately have authority in the space and credibility, and people just take you more seriously. You know, I can't even fully explain it because I'm not kidding. Even from day one of starting this podcast, I, that's been my experience. You know, people just take me more seriously when I tell them I've got this podcast. And there's like this added element of trust. And when you're bringing people onto your show, or even if you're a guest on a bunch of other people's shows, you can be building that credibility constantly for yourself and creating so much social proof for yourself that you can share on whatever you'd want to, you know, your website. And it's just there because you're putting in the reps, doing your own podcast and, and putting in the work to make your podcast something awesome. So there you go. These are six lessons I've learned in the last five years of podcasting, and I hope it helps you. Thanks so much for being here and for supporting the podcast, especially over the years. You know, I still talk to some of you who saw this podcast announcement five years ago on LinkedIn, and you still, you probably haven't listened to every single episode, but you're still here five years later, you know? So I appreciate you so much for supporting this podcast. Check out the website, parkercane.co slash podcast. And if you haven't yet, go follow the Instagram at UpbeatPod. There, I share a lot of the clips from the show and inspirational quotes, stuff like that. Hang in there, y'all. Hope you're having an awesome 2024. And until I see you next week, here's your reminder to be upbeat.